Happy Monday and welcome back to another exciting week of the Into the Night Minute podcast, a show where each and every week teams of Movies by Minutes podcasters get together and talk about probably one of the least watched and most misunderstood comedies John Landis ever made, the 1990, uh, 1985 uh, John Landis directed feature, Into the Night. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of the Apollo 13 Minute, the Airport Minute, and the 007 Minute. And I'm Tierney Steele. My podcasts don't fall nearly as neatly alphabetically, but I'm currently of MASH Minute, and I've done Return to Oz Minute and The Neverending Minute. Very exciting. So we're, we're two old pros here talking about this movie, which is, oh, please, God, let it wind down for heaven's sakes. We're an hour and a half into this movie. Uh, but it's it's been great so far. And I, I know people, you know, some people have never seen this movie. I've seen this movie since since it first came out back in the back in the long lost 80s. Um, but we're in a we're in a relatively quiet minute, although you'd never know it from the soundtrack. I mean, I, I wish I wish I was excited about this particular minute as the uh, as the musicians are. Jim, my first note is that you must love me because you keep giving me my favorite minutes whenever I come on the show. <laughs> I did a week earlier with my Mash Minute co-host Megan Coleman, and we got to talk about '80s fashion, which was literally the scene that, as I watched the movie the first time through. I said, oh, no wonder Megan suggested we do this. She wants to talk about these dresses. And now you have given me this perfect, beautiful 80s music video of a minute. (laughs) They are all way hopped up more. I mean, we are basically, we start with uh, John Landis going through Jeff Goldblum's pants looking for the, uh, the jewels. What a sentence, by the yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> and it ends with a bunch of guys eating pistachios and uh, and a famous Greek actress holding the same emeralds that John Landis found in uh, Jeff Goldblum's pants. So quite a quite a, a panoply of uh, of action <laughs> or, or lack is, thereof. I love this man. that shot of them eating pistachios. I think from my research of this film, which I didn't watch until you suggested this project. That has to be the most famous still from this movie. Yes, yeah, it's it's <laughs> everywhere. It's everywhere. A bunch of guys eating synchronized pistachio chewing. <laughs> you might know a bit more about those guys than me, so I'm going to let you talk about them. I am just going to feel very awkward that this starts with a rather brisk frisk. Is yes. that accurate? <laughs> yeah, right right in the chinos. He's getting that, you know. <laughs> and I, I swear at least... Maybe ninety percent of my wardrobe nowadays is an old grandpa. I wear uh, some variation of Jeff Goldblum's uh, checked shirt. That is my. That's almost my uniform. I have different, you know, twenty different types of uh, J.C. Penney's or Sears uh, uh, no no iron shirts. <laughs> They're just like Jeff Goldblum. So I feel very much. A, I'm a fashion icon plate of 1985. <laughs> but do you have a brown corduroy jacket to wear over them? No, I, I left those back in the Carl Sagan days. Uh, yeah, we were talking about that. We said this is the most, because we grew up with dads in the 80s, we're like, oh, he's dressed like every dad who ever attended an event at my elementary school. <laughs> exactly. That's what, that's what you throw on. You take, you take off your, um, your woven tie and mm-hmm. just unbutton the top button and, and there you go. You're, you're ready for evening wear. Ready for a night on the town in LA. <laughs> ah, wow. Yeah. It's uh, it, it, it's quite a, it, they're so excited. About, I mean, the, the, the musicians are so excited about, uh, you know, here, here's the Emerald. I love it. I not so much the emeralds, but what that kicks off. Do we know what house this is? 
Um, we do, but I think uh, I think they talked about this last week. I think Sean okay. uh, Sean had gone into it, so we probably Excellent. would be boring. It's but it is a beautiful, uh, very Persian style house, and very much in keeping with the storyline. So I do like that. And, in my defense, we walk around the pool in real time, so we get time with this house. That's it's true. Like, it is. It, it's it like is watching a fair H- question. It, it, it is. It, it's like watching HGTV. I mean, it's like and you know, this is, looks like House Hunters, and you're looking for just the right place with a pool and a fountain out front. And, Maybe this is why I like it. <laughs> now, now, Tierney, I do know that you and Megan love talking fashion, and um, we we get to um, a, definitely a, a fashion icon of the '60s and '70s. There, Rainy Pappas, a famous Greek actress. Uh, what exactly is she wearing? Because I, I can't. I, I I was trying to figure out: is that a mm. vest? Is it a? Is it she just put on the drapes that were in the front front uh, uh, parlor? I, I, I was blinded by her jewels, but I do see your question now that I am frozen on second seven. Um, uh, you may remember, oh God, probably about a decade now, not quite that, but in the, right as it was turning to 2010, I would say, the whole vest look came back for women. You would have your very long drapey vest. And I think this is just the eighties version. Wow. It is so red. That is a, that is spectral red. I mean, I, I, I have a feeling if it were one of the, you know, like if you're doing web design, it was RGB, that would be 25500. It's right on the red. It's because she's gorgeous. And you oh. made me so happy because I, I, once I got over the fact that her name isn't Irene Pappas. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Rainey. <laughs> someone I know for that name. Um, I got really excited to look her up because I was like, oh, you know what she reminds me of in this minute? My favorite childhood movie that I grew up with and still watch way too often, uh, The Moon Spinners, which is a 1964 movie. Oh, sure, yeah. Famously got Pola Negri out of retirement, and I grew up obsessed with her. I thought she was so cool. She's playing a very rich woman with her yacht and her jewels and her cheetah, (laughs) and I was just like... Yes, I love it. And the minute I saw her, I'm like, I'm getting that same vibe. I love it. And then I looked it up, and she's in the moon spinners. <laughs> <laughs> she plays oh. Sophia, who runs the inn that they're all staying at, or the hotel. And I absolutely am just head over heels because I already was loving the vibe. And now I love it even more that I was like, oh, I got to find a way to organically bring up the moon spinners. And I'm like, well, I right got there. it. You're it's on right top there. of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, she's she's wonderful. I, my my wife just finished her uh, her degree. Uh, she has a double degree in uh, in history and uh, and classics. Mm. And so she had, one of her last semesters, she had to watch a bunch of movies about Greek mythology, and um, and we watched two of them. One was um, Ephrygina, and the other one oh, now Electra was the other one. And the weirdest part is that uh, Irene played both herself and her mother as the as the one was made in 62 and one was made in 77 and she wound up playing Electra the daughter of Agamemnon and um uh of course her name's oh. just gone out of my head but oh. uh uh but she played she played the daughter back in uh, in the movie Electra and then uh as as her mother she um uh Clemnestra Clem- that's the word mm, okay Clem- yes, Clemnestra yes, she Clemestra. played she played the mom and so she's like played her own mom in the thing. And it's just, you know, you watch it, it's like, wow, this is like, you know, Alec Guinness coming back and playing himself as old Alec Guinness or something. If he had played, you know, if he never, if there was never a, a, a Ewan McGregor. 
So I uh, love that. For a second, I thought you meant in the same movie, and I was like, "Wow, that's the most Greek mythology thing." That w- yeah, that would have been super cool if she, if she could have done that. And, you know, and gosh, if somebody had thought of it, they would have you know could have just like, mm-hmm. well, they didn't have the technology, but hey. And as far as I can remember, and this is just a silly thing, but Irene Pappas is the first person I've ever known who had threaded eyebrows. I, I you know, it's like I know that's a big thing nowadays, but oh. she always had those squared off eyebrows that looked like little parallelograms. And uh, I didn't know, you know, she was a fashion forward back in, back in the 60s doing that. I, Obviously. I yeah, I always love women like her, like I said, full and Negri playing that yeah. role. Oh, Sophia yeah. Loren. And it's just like, yeah, my eyebrows grow in blonde. It's never going to happen. <laughs> I didn't look like I had eyebrows until like junior year of college when someone was like, here's a pencil, fix this situation. <laughs> so... Uh-huh. I am at the other end of the spectrum, but I loved reading about her because her personal quote that's at the top of her IMDb page is the, I never won an Oscar and the Oscars never won Irene Pappas. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a good, one. she is, she's oh. such a, she's such a presence. Every time you see her in the mo- in a movie, you're just drawn to watching her. She's so, it's like the Statue of Liberty. She's just, she's just there and she has, you know, she, she makes, when you see these, the, the four Savak guys following Jeff Jeff Goldblum around, she's turned them into such flunkies. You know, she's so in charge of this stuff. And all she has to do is snap her fingers and they disappear. You know, so it's... Oh, what an uh, entrance. Yeah, yeah. And she's it just, just like... It just cuts to her. Are those for me? <laughs> and it's, you know, you, you could see her going up against Richard Farnsworth and, and the idea in the, you know, in the past week we were talking with Richard, Richard Farnsworth. Uh, she was asking him for money. And he turned her down, and it's like he's the only one with enough power in all of L.A. to say no to to uh, Shaheen. Um, but uh, let's talk a little bit about the the uh, the architecture here. I mean, we were saying it's kind of a Persian style, but gosh, that pool! Don't you just want to just you know climb in with a pina colada and just sit there? <laughs> it's so nice. Oh, what a place! I'll take a mai tai, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just something with an umbrella. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and uh, I, I don't I don't get the idea that she spends a lot of time in the pool. This is just for show for the peons. Um, Maybe when she was younger. Yeah, that's true. She's probably had the thing for a while. Yeah. Um, I do. I had a a horrifying uh, home improvement flashback where I bought a house in Massachusetts back about ten years ago, and um, when they come in that that hallway, there's these hand sponge printed. It's, it's it it looks like wallpaper, but it's not. It's sponge prints on a wall, which was really popular in the 80s. And unfortunately, oh, yeah. when I bought when I bought my house, these people had sponge printed leaves and little fleur-de-lis things all kind of scattered around the house on every single wall. And I had to like use kills, you know, kills yeah. on every wall just to cover <laughs> it up and then paint, you know, three coats on top mm-hmm. of it just to get rid of them all. And I was seeing this thing and I was thinking, gosh, when the 80s were over and somebody had to come through and redo all this, it must have been just a nightmare trying to get rid of all those little sponge wallpaper things. God, the walls were a foot thick by the time you finished. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you actually lost floor space. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe um, she's rich enough that that's wallpaper and that's not yeah. as bad. <laughs> or, you know, why does she wear it? But she'll just have them cut out the drywall and put in new. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's, uh, oh, God, it, I hate hanging drywall. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm I, having I, my own flashbacks I'm, now. <laughs> I'm right with you, sister. That's <laughs> exactly one of those things that, you know, the three-quarter inch uh, uh, screws and, oh, forget mm-hmm. it. But, and the uh, tape. 
It's yeah. never actually flat. <laughs> no, no, and it never. You always know where the seam is, no matter how much you try to cover it up with, you know, doing the skim coats. It's it's always there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, yeah, this. Looks... So he does not have to do any of this. Listeners. No, no, no. <laughs> she's got she's got these savak guys. They just you know fold up their they neatly fold up their suit jackets and then just start scraping away and punching holes in walls. <laughs> well, we've seen them we've we've seen them do home demo demo in at least three different places so far. That's um, true. But but uh, <laughs> well, you know, walking through here. Beautiful doors, all those really high doorknobs too. I mean, unless these guys are really mm. short, uh, the doorknobs like seem to be a, a little bit high for a regular regular doorknob. Um, and they really fill that archway. Yeah. When when it's the five of them walking through, and Jeff Goldblum is perfectly centered. I mean, Jeff Goldblum's a reasonably tall man. And oh, for sure. Yeah. The, yeah. They're like perfectly framed. Yeah, and uh, it looks very ADA compliant. I mean, you could run multiple wheelchairs through that place. <laughs> but yeah, the whole place looks like a, def- a before scene on HGTV. It just that's got to go. All this has got to go. I don't know what they could do with those coving on the ceilings. Just maybe square it off or something. But uh, I, the... you know what? You can have a lot of fun with that. I'm an interior design junkie, and I really like a weird archway. But then oh, you do yeah. like mostly traditional but you have like an end table that has that same shape in it or something like that yeah you can have a lot of fun doing that you're right this is a lot yeah (laughs) i'm not saying that i would move right in and make no changes i'm just saying i think the bones are good yeah, and I, that's I, what's most important. I agree. I mean, there's there's play, like the dining the dining room when they're passing by the dining room. I love that like it's almost like a mahogany color floor. I really enjoy mm-hmm. that dark flooring. The whole place looks like it was furnished at the Bombay Company. Yeah, I, I so in Connecticut, I came home from a trip to Hawaii, which kind of imprinted on me, and I put in all dark hardwood floors, you know, uh. white linen curtains that would blow in the non-existent breeze, and then I painted <laughs> the walls teal. And oh, wow. in my defense. It looked gorgeous yeah. with my stuff in it and like a giant world map and the blue blended and the back. Oh, yeah. Like it was really well done. It, like I said, in my defense, I think I'd been out of the house for a month before my mother painted it <laughs> to match the rest of the house. Don't tell Tierney. Yeah. New England country curtains. Yeah. English cottage. Yeah. Ethan Allen furniture. All that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Loaded Love up. Love being yeah. a trip to Ethan Allen as yeah. a kid. But yeah, it was so funny. It was like the entire house was in one style. And then this <laughs> one room that I had control of was yeah. completely different. T- tyranny land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we go back and we sleep in that room. And I look around and, it, and it's, you know, yellow and green trim oh, and yeah. the, the carpet. With the, and I'm uh, just like, I mean, uh, so yeah. I, I, it. It looks good for what it is. Yeah. <laughs> She's not going to listen to this. What do I care? Yeah, you're somewhere else. It's okay. But, but yeah. Uh, yeah, this this house this house doesn't look like I mean there's some people that uh, my dad my dad was was said paint everything off white and yeah. you know leave the trim as neutral as possible and buy you know oak floors and just make it so that when you move in you can move mm-hmm. out and people will buy it and yeah that's one that's one way to live but I I've always been let's go in and start you know dazzling up the rooms a little bit. Um, but this this house looks like you'd have to do a lot of work to it if you if you bought it if you wanted to change the the whole look which most yeah. people want to so I, I'm assuming I, I if I if memory serves I think this place has already been flattened and rebuilt to something else but um, probably because the world sucks <laughs> yeah yeah everybody everybody hates the past so crunch yeah, yeah well my so. dad also they had there was a book. 
I forget if it must have been the Great Houses of Los Angeles or it was something like oh. that. And I would just flip through it constantly because it was everything. It was it was all different kinds. There was one that looked like a little witch's house, and <laughs> there was one that was actually up on. It, it was a disc. It, it looked like the frisbee. Ah. It was up in the air. You had to go up into it. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. And my parents were just like, someone gave me that as a gift. I don't think either of us has ever opened it. We Aww. don't know where this child came from. <laughs> but because it was published in the probably late 80s, early 90s, it was very, like, this house was probably in it. Or yeah. Some oh. Stuff this style was definitely in it. <laughs> no, no doubt. Now, when when they pass by the uh, when they pass by the dining room, we see a bunch of unnamed people um, mm-hmm. uh, chewing away on on what looks like dinner. I was trying to figure and out what we they get were. Threatening close up. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're drinking what looks like cherry liqueur in a little little pony glass thing. And are they? I, I was trying to figure out if they're eating Mrs. Paul's fish sticks and potatoes. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're eating mm. there. And some cooked spinach as well. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit of something. And uh, they're using gold forks. Um, so they got out the good silverware, which is uh, the goldware, actually. Yeah. And it's uh, <laughs> this this minute is great because there's so much you can just, like, you know, park through and say, look at that tapestry in the background. That's, that, that isn't cheap. And um, I'm obsessed with the flowers to the right of them. Oh, yes, and yes. And their giant gold vase. But my grandmother had... The fake version of that. I'm assuming Irene gets these replaced on a weekly basis. And does, yeah, she... My, my grandmother had the fake versions of those pink daylilies, tiger lilies. Oh, right, Like, yeah. in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> a little covered with a little bit of dust. Little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's something about having to dust your floral arrangements that really yeah. brings you, my you, childhood just stabbing you, back into my head. You get out the, the upholstery attachment on your on your Hoover and just start <laughs> sucking in down way where the stamens are, just trying to get all that those little spiderweb things. But oh, oh my gosh, God. yeah, it's a it's a it's a world that can easily come back. Just you know, <laughs> looking at this stuff, you suddenly get the the sense and sound of of the eighties. Oh. I I have to watch Diana drive in the car again to like cleanse my palate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's more my 80s stuff. My favorite color combination is black and hot pink. There's a oh. clear part of the 80s that I embraced yeah, and a part of yeah. the 80s that I did not. <laughs> uh, wow, yeah. Every yeah, when you can't tell where where the office building stops and the home begins. It's all the same, all the same uh, styling pattern. Oh god, yeah, um, all these ferns everywhere. There are so many ferns in this minute, uh, Jim. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're every and it's Pot Boston ferns. ferns. Yeah, just everywhere and mirrors. There's so mm. many mirrors. How, I, I'm I'm impressed that they managed to hide all the the lighting and the and the cameras because it's just that is really hard to do. Oh, uh, not to plug my own podcast, but Return to Oz mm-hmm. has a scene in a mirrored hall. Yes, the entire yes, it thing, does. floor, ceiling, the whole nine yards. I uh, I, I can't believe they did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like magic. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. It's, and you know, we get to that one, that one little scene with the, that where the mirrored wall is behind them and mm-hmm. they have yet another crew of either Savak people we've never met or her, you know, her accounting firm or whoever, you know, her other, the rest of her house staff. There's just so many of these people and we never get an idea of who the woman is. You know, we finally see another woman and she's, she's gorgeous too. I mean, that, that dress she's got on with the, with the purple mm-hmm. and the red and, and she's got some kind of like a gold medallion she's wearing and she's just standing so my You know what I love? She matches the formality yes. of Cherie, but she looks very you know, she's not trying to be 
No, no, she's definitely the like the junior exec, but she's not. Yeah, she's not in charge. She's the uh, she's like her social secretary. She's the one that has she she carries the uh, the Rolodex with her and the appointment calendar. See, I want her to be the oldest daughter, like learning Ooh. how to run the family business style. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be great. And one one thing I know, if my mom were watching this, the number one thing she would point out is how great all the women have with their posture. She was mm. my, my mom is very big on posture, and she'd always talk about how. If you're tall, stand tall. Make sure that your you know your shoulders are back and your your head's up. And these people have such great posture. Mom, I'm sure their moms would be proud. It's just yep. really nice posture in the, in this thing. Um, uh, it doesn't matter how many times you take your lacrosse stick or baseball bat and put it behind your back, around your shoulders, and yes. walk around watching TV. I'm still gonna slouch as I podcast. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, yeah. Nobody. Yeah. We, we don't have the cameras on. It's okay. Yeah. Um and the one the 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 shortest guy in the in the lineup there, he has those gigantic eighties glasses. Oh which... yes. He's also got the gray suit. Yes. Yeah. He's he the just... junior executive here. Yeah, he, yeah he's the the major domo. He's the guy that has to do the snapping finger well, he does snap his fingers here and he's waving them in in, in Farsi. Mm-hmm. And uh I I tried to find somebody that knew how to speak Farsi, but unfortunately, I don't know. I, I knew some Iranian folks back in Pennsylvania, but they I can't get a hold of them. So whatever he's saying in Farsi is like maybe he's saying come in here or something, which context clues. That's about all I can get from it. Yeah, I um, haven't. I did know people who spoke Farsi, but again, it has been a while. <laughs> wow. Well, if, if anybody uh, if anybody who's listening knows Farsi and, and has a copy of the movie, please go to second 40 of, uh, of, of minute 91. Let us know what he says. I'm sure it's something like over here or thanks for coming or probably not thanks for coming. But yeah. <laughs> we get back to dear old, dear old Diana driving uh, Mrs. Caper's Rolls Royce. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah. That's just... all I want. With, like, her her hair is blo- oh, her hair is blowing in the wind like oh, the music um, going yeah yeah and and BB King comes back he's got he's got the guitar going on that uh, oh. uh, and uh, just just really ro- rolling through um, through what is kind of like the uh, the shadier part of uh, downtown LA which I think okay I, good I, I'm glad you know that because now that I'm rewatching it and paying attention. There's not anyone on these sidewalks. No, and it's you know it's got to be about. This is the second day of the of the movie, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the second night, and uh, it's early I think because he had if if we count back from where the where we last got a time check, um, they they it was about one o'clock when they went to bed in the tunnel, and then mm-hmm. he got up nine hours later. So I'm assuming it's like nine ten o'clock at night. They went in and saw um, Jack, and that took maybe what ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Then they pick up a car, and then he drove over to Truesdale Estates, which is like maybe no more than a mile. So it's still around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. I don't know how late the flower shop is open, but uh, maybe it's open all night. Uh, it is L.A. But, uh, yeah, she's she's cruising there at 10, 10 o'clock at night, and there is not a soul on the street. Mm-hmm. I, it might be a little bit later than that, but, yeah, it's not the wee hours of the morning. Yeah, yeah. and There uh, should be something in sight other than neon lights around closed window shops <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's it's like when, when they were driving through hollywood boulevard earlier in the movie it was like one or two in the morning and there were uh, gosh you know michelle pfeiffer's sister was out on the street mm-hmm. um so it must be it's kind of late or i mean this this part of town eight I'm, I'm thinking this is uh eighth street in uh, in la which is uh 
down by the Bradbury building and stuff where they filmed Blade Runner. So it's just kind of oh. a bit of a bit of a funky part of town. Yeah, that's not like a ringing endorsement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's uh, just just kind of a, a nasty part. But she's she's driving along in her uh, Michael Jackson thriller jacket. And, uh, I don't know where she's going to park with that. <laughs> so I guess she doesn't care. It's not her car. Um, and then we get to the, the aforementioned scene of uh, uh, the, the four guys eating pistachios in concert. Why isn't this a commercial for pistachios? They have a huge marketing budget. Yeah, yeah. There it's, are pistachio it's... commercials everywhere. And and this is a kind of, to me, it's kind of unusual because if, if I remember back in the 70s and 80s, pistachios at the time were always dyed that really hot pink. And the the idea of, you know, natural-looking pistachios, I didn't think that was a big thing in the 80s but of course this hmm. could be you know in the iranian community maybe they didn't eat uh, uh tinted pistachios but i always associated when people were eating pistachios their hands would turn pink because they had that kind of like a pomegranate uh <laughs> um col- you know food coloring on them i choose to believe she's too classy to allow hot pink pistachios oh. into her house although it would match the uh <laughs> all the chairs and things we get to the the wide scene where there's like kind of a a brass samovar and Mm. uh, i'm assuming it's either like you know extremely extremely heavy tea or that you know turkish coffee kind of a thing um and there's a of course the peacock representing the peacock throne of uh of iran so she's part of uh you know somewhere she's probably like a second cousin to the shah or things so she she has that uh that oh Sorry, oh, I'm no, looking fine. at the flowers behind her. Um, those are in bloom right now in Boston, and we refer really? to them as the uh, Dr. Seuss Horton Here's a Who flowers. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> wow. Well, they're very, yeah, they're very color. I mean, the, the, this this whole thing, the color palette here is amazing. It's just mm. you know the reds and the greens and the blues and the, and uh, and Rainy really standing out with that with that spectral red uh, vest. Yeah. Um, that looks hard to clean, and it looks like something that would pick up dog hair very easily. But that's <laughs> not not in her world. I'm sure you know if yeah. she owned a if she owned a corgi like we do. I know that that thing would be uh, you'd have to go at it with a tape, one of those tape brush things that you have to yeah. keep tearing the tape off. Um, but they really do like their pistachios. Oh. I noticed their individual pistachio bowls, one for Ed <laughs> and one for uh, Shaheen. I just I'm looking at it and the, her black hair and the black dress. Oh yeah, Ugh. so good. Yeah, if I yeah if I were gonna be a uh, a middle aged uh, a middle aged uh, woman, I would want to be Irani Pappas because she's just so she's so cool. She's so <laughs> you know even though she doesn't really have control of this situation, it, it got out of hand with her, and she's had a, her 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 flunkies have left a trail of bodies across L.A. Mm-hmm. she's still you know in charge and trying to figure out why would anybody give her half the uh uh the loot just out of good faith it doesn't doesn't make sense to her because you know why doesn't why doesn't he kill people and it just mm-hmm. you, that's the world she's living in um but she's very calm taking the lay of the land as the yeah. scene kicks off now where do you fall on because megan and i talked a lot about how impressed we were again as people our age to watch Jeff Goldblum actually have to act in a movie? Yeah, but well, rather, I've rather than... other I've heard other episodes where people were less than impressed. <laughs> so I was wondering where you fall on that spectrum. I uh, this is the one of the first movies I could think of watching. I mean, I saw I saw The Big Chill and I didn't I didn't recognize Jeff Goldblum as being Jeff Goldblum. He was just like another kooky character actor, but I didn't know who he was. This is the first movie that I saw. This is Jeff Goldblum who is star of this movie. 
And um, he doesn't, I mean, we're seeing kind of the proto Jeff Goldblum in this movie. He, he doesn't do all the high on Jeff Goldblum and da, 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 you know, here's, yeah. here's my scene in this movie. He's not doing Ragnarok, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, but I think he, I think he holds his own here. It's, uh, you know, he has this character arc in it and we're just, we're just getting to the, the full spread of his character arc where he has to go in and be in charge. He's the one that's calling the shots now. And he's, He's talking to the other character that up until this time has been calling all the other shots. You know, she's the one that uh, arranged the hit on Hasi. She's the one that uh, told them to go after Hamid. She's the, you know, her Savak guys have gone after Larry and that uh, that topless woman on the boat. And, the, and, you know, they're the one that drowned Miss North America. And, you know, it's like she's been a real mess with getting this thing done. Mm-hmm. And so... And Ed's been there for a lot of this stuff. He knows all these terrible things that have happened, but he has to face this horrible, you know, murdering kingpin of or queenpin of of a criminal em- empire. So um, I think Jeff is holding up that part of it of being of, of showing his growth as a character. Yeah, I like that. It makes sense because we had him pushing around, you know, some messengers. Yeah. And he was very awkward at that and not really but but little moments would slip through. So I like the idea that as time is going by and he's accepting his fate, <laughs> he's settling into it more. Also, she whispers into the microphone. She's the one that said she had an affair with Marlon Brando, right? Do you think they ever yeah. compared notes on like their roles, him as the godfather and oh, Shaheen? Yeah. <laughs> that could be a delightful room to be a fly on the wall yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah no she had yeah she she had an amazing life and it's so much so much going on and and uh, all i can imagine with uh with jeff goldblum in, in his first you know starring lead role <laughs> is he's thinking i'm sitting across from Irene paps i'm sitting across from Irene paps um you know that that must be um a, a thing to do it just yeah uh, i think it plays smoke. well into this dynamic yeah 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 de- definitely uh He's showing himself in awe, and I do like—I do love the way he's wearing. Um, I think he's wearing knee-length socks, which it's always driven me crazy when people wear crew-length socks with, and when they sit down and you just start seeing the top of the socks. Oh, I know what you mean. Okay, uh, it's just yeah, that's just one of those fashion things. I'm glad I'm glad he remembered to do that. Um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it, but it's it, it's so much. I mean, this is. You know, Irene Pappas has a she has an established career. She's you know she's an icon, and mm-hmm. and so many people in this movie are icons. I mean, um, you know, see, gosh, David Bowie's in it, and mm-hmm. you know, seeing all these people who are uh, mid at the midpoint of their careers, or, or you know, major major players, and then Jeff Goldblum actually having to be able to hold his own through all of this, mm-hmm. um, it's it's impressive, and uh, I think he does a pretty good job here because. It's a tense situation, but he also has to handle the. I mean, that that'll come up later during the week, but he has to handle the comedy aspects of it, of looking like he's in charge. So, uh, all, all in all, impressive. And I am very much enjoying the array of the five guys sitting behind them, just watching this conversation. They look like every wedding photo <laughs> from when I was growing up. The mustaches I, and that haircut. Oh yeah, yeah. I, oh I, yeah. I, I, I love me a good mustache as as a lifelong I... <laughs> mustache holder. 
Um, well, I know they're supposed to be Iranian, but if you told me they were Italian and someone's yeah. sister was getting married, I mean, I'd believe it. Yeah, it's Lou, Nick, Tony. Yeah. It's yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's my first. I was a flower girl in a in an Italian wedding. Oh, boy. When I was in 88, I want to say. I was a little kid. It definitely left an impression on me. It had one of the cakes that has like the little fountain. Oh the yeah, little bridges with the, yes. with the wedding party. Uh, did they did they have the goat head? I don't know if, if sometimes they have they have like a goat head on a plate. It's uh, oh god, I do not believe so. Oh okay, I yeah. think I would have had nightmares about it. If, uh, if they did, they weren't telling the six year old. Yeah, and there's there's yeah there's always like eight courses and it ends with a tiramisu. And it's just, oh, so much. Now I'm hungry. It was wonderful. <laughs> and I was like at eye level with everything. Oh. And so everything seemed even bigger than it actually was. And oh, I got wow. to wear little flowers in my hair. I was very Aww. excited. And then everyone said I was cute and gave me cake. And it was like, this well, is hey. the greatest day of my life. <laughs> I want to go to weddings every week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's exactly like that. Only only two out of five have must are cool enough to have mustaches here, but they are all embodying that vibe. Oh yeah, yeah, and the and the ones that do have the mustaches, those things are solid push brooms. I mean, you could mm-hmm. you could strain soup with that, no problems. You know, you just nothing but chicken broth and leave all the noodles in the plate. And they're all wearing they're all wearing the matching tie and handkerchief, which is mm-hmm. such a rare. I mean, that's such a an eighties thing that you have and to have. And the ones that. sitting in front are holding their hands very yes. officially. Yes. Uh, and and you know that the. Uh, uh, I'm I'm thinking uh, Deborah Noodleman, who's the costume designer, was probably telling them how they should sit and how to you know mm. how to act. But they all yeah they all look like they walked out of GQ of 1985. Yeah, and the oldest daughter and junior executive get yeah. to do their own thing in the back. That's in, in, interesting. In the mirror, making it look even deeper. So and yeah. just a oh, you're stunning. right. They're not in the back, but you, you know no no. I but mean. it's but it it. it it gives you that further depth, and it's mm-hmm. mirrors within mirrors, which is probably it's probably highly uh, story significant. But you know, we can't can't dig into that too far. Um, and so much brass! Oh my gosh, that whole place <laughs> must smell like a bartender's friend or whatever they you know the bar keeps. It's just you got to keep cleaning it. Although it's probably probably laminated, but uh, yeah, just well, just a gorgeous thing. I might go get some Turkish coffee and just never sleep again. How are you feeling? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working. I've been decaffeinated since the beginning of the year, so I feel uh, uh, so. I'm, I'm constantly tired, but I, you know, it's like I, I, people that have told me that they've quit smoking, but they said they could pick it up tomorrow. I could easily down a, a cup of uh, Earl Grey with three three tea bags in it. You know, mm-hmm. I just. I could, I could go for some sludge and start shaking, but I I have a one year old, so I am caffeinated uh, and I'm still tired all the oh time. My gosh. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well, yeah, they they drain it from you. It's like antimatter, just kind of uh, all gone. But uh, no, hang hang in there. Definitely a good minute. I do enjoy. I do. I, I love the music of this minute, mm-hmm. and uh, I love even though there's not a lot of act. There, you know, there's only one activity. It's like let's walk across the house, <laughs> but it's still yeah. But her entrance is worth yeah. every moment. Yeah, we've been waiting a, an hour and a half for for the bad the big baddie to show up, and there she is. So, she, and she did not disappoint at all. Those You're red right, man. It is very video game like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just gonna gonna stomp them, and they'll have to you know they'll have to respawn. <laughs> it's uh, but those I, I didn't notice that she's wearing she's got like bright red nail polish too, and she's got her hands like a claw on her knee. Oh, just, she is uh, so uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I love these people. I, I now your general your general impression. I mean, I, I heard I heard you during your week with Megan, but how, your general impression of the movie was it? Is it something that you'd watch again, maybe in the in a you know a year or two? 
I would. I could see this being a good... I used to refer to them as, like, Sunday afternoon movies, but this is more a Saturday night movie. Yeah. Where you're not going to be paying the closest attention to it, but once you've seen it through and know it, it's easy to pop on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can watch, you could, like, if you turned it on, say, at minute 60, you could watch the last half hour and say, yeah, this is pretty good. I'll, I'll watch this again. Yeah. But even and, uh, even if you put it on, you could put it on with a group of friends and you all know it. And if you end up talking about something, it's not the end of the world. But if you just end up watching the movie, that's fine, too. Yeah. So yeah. It's, you, can, you, yeah. Or you could go, you could like start it up, go watch it and then go do laundry and come back while you're folding clothes. You'd be just about yes. the end as, as you're getting the last socks matched up. So it's yeah, it's it's, it's a definitely I'd, I'd call a laundry movie, but uh, <laughs> very, very comfortable. Everyone well, has their own system. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Well, Tierney, thanks so much for, for coming back and, uh, and and checking out this movie. Um, yeah, I know it's, thanks uh, for letting me sneak back in for another minute. <laughs> it's it's fun. We're gonna have some some more some more folks sneaking in uh, during the week. So everybody, everybody, please come back and check on us. If you'd like to find us, we are always available online. If you go to uh, nightminute.com for previous episodes, including uh, Tierney and Megan's uh, beautiful week back then, uh, <laughs> you can find us uh, online at where all your favorite podcasts are, and either uh, well, we can't call it iTunes anymore. It's now Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'm or... not re-recording anything. No, no, no. no. <laughs> for, yeah, new for 2019. Uh, so Apple Podcasts or Google Play, or I think we're also on Spotify. So you can you can track us down wherever fine podcasts are distributed. Um, and uh, Tierney, tell us about your where where your where people can find your new uh, shows and your existing shows. Whew. Well, Mash Minute starts releasing June 25th, so I am deep in the weeds on that. Wow. It's uh, it's wherever fine podcasts are distributed. I love that phrasing. (laughs) There's a website, mashminute.com, which also has links to the social media. And I also have the website, onesteelsister.com, which has links to all my podcasts and all my guest appearances. Awesome. So it's kind of the best. If you're looking for something specific, that, at least for me, is the quickest way to find it. It's a a tyranny cornucopia out there. (laughs) So awesome. Wow. And uh, for folks wanting to talk with us on social media, we're always available at the King Lives Listeners Limo out there on Facebook and uh, also Twitter at nightminute.com. Or not, not nightminute.com, just plain old nightminute. Um, but we will be back tomorrow uh, as, uh, gosh, as, as the stakes get higher and Ed gets uh, more sweaty. So uh, let's, <laughs> let's see how, he, how, how Eddie holds up to Irene. Uh, but we'll see wow, here. Wow, how long have you been sitting on that one? <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, I would have I worked, worked it better because it would have been Jeffy. Jeffy and Irene. Anyway, it's a Greek tragedy, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but check back with us here tomorrow on the Into the Night Minute. Do we thank you or what? I'd say I fall in the or what category. 